can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. Can we just say we're having like some, just some learnings throughout this because I have never been more aware of like people starting their car next door, kids screaming, or like my dad walking up the hallway. (laughs) It's just like, I have to be on everything. See, for me, it's more just like, I'm having trouble like actually like with the recordings itself. I like every (laughs) single time I press stop recording, I'm like, please record. Cause we've we've actually had to re-record a whole episode pretty much. Yeah, so I hope you guys are grateful for us still churning out the content. (laughs) What is on this episode, Hannah? So on today's episode, probably one of my fave cringy combo, and I didn't even come (laughs) up with this. Joe came up with this. We're talking about Pash Rash. Then we have Goran from Vein Solutions. He is going to be talking about varicose and spider veins. And then, of course, the products we didn't know we needed. Okay, so I have to admit, I didn't come up with the Pash Rash idea. Whose idea was it? Someone DM'd me and they were like, please, you guys have to talk about Pash Rash. It's doing my head in. And I just had like an image of Sharon Streslecki from Kath and Kim. And I just was (laughs) like, we've got to help this girl. (laughs) So that's where this came from. What's her issue? Let's hear it. Well, she was saying that like anytime she kisses her partner like she go she breaks out in like a rash around her mouth basically <gasps> she's like bright red um oh and I think we've all been through this Hannah come on like you would yes. have some crackers 100%. of stories I because I like hairy men as we know <laughs> and like I like I like bearded stubbly men as well yeah so the main thing and the main thing that I would say is that the guy either has to be clean shaven. Yes. But even if they're clean shaven, by five o'clock they're gonna have a bit of stubble on their face. Yeah. That could cause a pass trash. So the so the main thing for me is if they have a longer beard, the longer beard is gonna be softer. It's softer, yeah. The other thing that the man can do is use like a beard oil so yeah. that the, so that if they've got a beard that they're actually like softening the hair so it's not so coarse on yeah. your skin. I was dating someone overseas and he had a beard but it was longer so I had no problem with the pash rash. Yeah. And it's that kind of like it's the um the stubble that's the issue. It's like maybe three days of growth and it's like yeah. it'll cause irritation. And so then the other guy who I was dating in Melbourne had more of a like stubble situation, mm-hmm. which looked great. But Yeah. See, I like that look, but if it's yes. gonna cause me issues, I don't want to yes. know about it. So so we would have a makeout session and I would leave <laughs> and it was always so embarrassing. So like I'd be like if getting an Uber Long story, but I don't like sleepovers. <laughs> Hannah has to watch TV going to sleep, so yeah, yeah, sleepovers yeah. present an issue. I actually have um, an update for you, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> I what? don't want this to be the recording, what? but I I had an anchor date. <laughs> A what? For my for my dating podcast. Oh my I god! Just, Are I you just, kidding? And you didn't tell me. I recorded it. <gasps> I know. I'm, Hannah, too, I'm too embarrassed. With who? 
this guy who goes to sleep to the TV. So I asked him the question. Oh my the question god! That I, the question that I asked him was, which is so telling of what kind of person I am. I was like, "So I go to sleep to the TV all night." Um, the question is, would you prefer Seinfeld or Friends? I hope he said Seinfeld. He was like, "I go to sleep to the TV every single night." Oh wow. Okay. I'm not kidding. And so me. are we catching up for another anchor date? Is this, are we <laughs> launching your dating podcast? I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> oh, I'm not, I like, I, I haven't really been doing much about it, but I just thought I'd record my first. I Do you know why? Because it's a lot easier to say to guys like, oh, hey, like I'm doing this like creative project <laughs> like, and it's, le- it's like less embarrassing. It's Is less it? embarrassing. <laughs> I don't know if it is. <laughs> it felt like I could ask. It's like on this podcast how I can ask people like out there questions. Yeah. I just felt like I could ask some really out there questions because it was being recorded. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Well, we're leaving that in because people are going to want to know about the dating <laughs> podcast. They want to know that it's happening. It's in production, everybody. It's in production. It's not a drill. And I also had another date with a guy that dialed in from Israel. I'm not oh, joking. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've got so much to tell okay, you. Okay, clearly the I distance did. between us is causing some issues because I didn't know about any I know. of this until right now. No, I wanted to tell you on the podcast because oh, I okay. thought it would be like, you'd be like, oh, my <laughs> yes, God. Anyway, back to Pashrash. Um, so I got, I was getting an Uber home and it's like the guy must have looked at me and been like, what is wrong with your face? Like my <laughs> face, my face was completely red. If you've been making out for a couple of hours, which yeah. come on, we've all, we've all done it. <laughs> your, your face is like completely like red and like. Yeah, well, I've got rosacea. So any sort of like friction, like near my cheeks where I get really irritated just it doesn't go well so for anyone that's wondering why pash rash happens it's because the hair creates friction on the skin's outer layer and then that causes irritation and inflammation which then becomes red and flaky and sore like Kind of a less extreme version of Sharon Strezlecki, but... I would assume, like, my assumption, like, to ask you is that if you are more... So, my skin's obviously, like, so tough that within 30 minutes, you know, the pash rash goes down. I'm assuming that some people would be susceptible to more inflammation and more sensitivity oh, yeah, and so they sure. would probably they would be struggling more than someone like me yeah yeah and if you had anything like um perioral dermatitis or anything like that that um you know where that area already gets irritated then 100 you're going to be more susceptible to pash rash um but also it's an area that has a lot of blood vessels, like your lips are pink because of the blood vessels. So Mm. it is an area that is going to get quite red and irritated if there is friction in the area. So, I mean, you could go prepared and you could just like slather your whole mouth with like a protective cream. (laughs) Or (laughs) like, sorry, just hold on one sec. (laughs) You could do Egyptian magic over your whole mouth. (laughs) That would help to create like a barrier. Would that make the kisses a bit slippery? (laughs) <laughs> it would. It absolutely would. And they'd taste like olive oil. It'd taste like anyway. olive oil, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you could use um, mesoesthetic fast skin repair. I absolutely swear by that for like post-procedure skin or any any irritation really. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you're less bougie, the Aven Sickle Fart Restorative Skin Cream, that's also a really good option um, and it's a little bit more affordable. And then the ASAP Soothing Gel is great for soothing that redness and inflammation and the soreness that you get in the area. So there's some good options if you're prone to um, pash rash, but also just 
Like if he's not willing to grow his beard out or shave, just dump him, honestly. Yeah. Like it's not worth it. <laughs> Your skin is most the most important exactly. thing. Your that is skin. my motto of life. But um, some good beard oils, as you recommended earlier, a beard oil or a beard serum, there are lots on the market. I think we've got ones by V76 and American Crew, but the Black Chicken Balm of Ages um, balm is also really good. That's more of like a multi-purpose, but it can be used on the beard as well to like soften the hairs. But if it's stubbly, it's not going to work. That's for like a longer beard. And, and if you're trying to convince your man to shave, just let him know that if he shaves every day, he actually may age at a slower rate mm-hmm. due to the exfoliation. Yep. So exactly. But then so look, if you've got to sell it into him. Yeah. <laughs> but I love see I like the beard look. So I probably wouldn't sell I'd yeah. just be like, yeah, let's go the pash rash, whatever. Yeah. I don't know if I like clean shaven. I think I like no I a definitely bit of I like a stubble or a beard. Or I you, don't like a beard. You know what I like. So you would know I know what I you like, like. <laughs> you like either. <laughs> well, I can pick a man from a hundred meters away. <laughs> And be like, I knew it already, Hannah. You don't have to say anything. Have you got anyone to dial in for my anchor date, my next anchor date? Um, For you? Yeah. No, I didn't know I had to be on the search. I didn't know that we were launching this soon. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not. busy arranging I guests think, for this podcast. To be honest, I'm too, I think I'm too embarrassed. Like it was just. No. It was the funnest Saturday night, but I think I'm too embarrassed to release it. Oh, my God, it. you have to release it. Okay. <laughs> we're going to have to start a petition to get Hannah to release her dating podcast. Or could, could we possibly use a snippet of it on here. Uh, Can we get him to sign a release form? He'd have to sign a release form because at the moment it was just like, oh, yeah, nah, it's just a hobby. It's just a fun thing. No big It's deal. not the number one beauty podcast or anything. <laughs> he might get some other dates out of it. Absolutely. Our next guest is Goran from Vein Solutions. Welcome, Goran. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do? Hi, guys. How are you going? Yes, I'm a team member of Vein Solutions. Um, basically, my role, um, I've got a master's in medical clinical ultrasound. So I specialise in uh, ultrasound um, and assist um, doctors who specialise in venous treatment. They're called phlebologists mm-hmm. and vascular surgeons also. Um, so I play an important role in diagnosis and assistance. So you, I imagine, would see a lot of spider veins and varicose veins in the work that you do. Um, my mum has really bad varicose veins and has since her early 20s, and I am petrified of inheriting them. Are they hereditary? Is it something that's passed down through family? Yes, certainly, yes. That's one one big component of um varicose veins it is hereditary unfortunately we do get some good genes from our parents and we do get some bad genes unfortunately mm-hmm. varicose veins are usually uh, due to a genetic inherited weakness um, basically it's a weakness of the vein wall that presents the vein um, from not basically functioning normally if a person mm-hmm. inherits the gene or the weakness we should say um, then the other factors such as pregnancy or prolonged standing may increase the rate of which the varicose veins may appear. So there are other clinical factors um, that contribute to them you know, developing quicker or looking, you know, worsening over time, which they will. So for your sake, um, if you don't have any varicose veins at this stage, you may be safe unless you have a pregnancy or so. Okay, well, I'm not planning a pregnancy. <laughs> 
I'm I'm 27 and every time I shave my legs, I'm like looking for a varicose vein. So far, I've got like a couple of spider veins. <laughs> yep. Um, and that's not too concerning because I know I can have like sclerotherapy for that. But can you tell us what the difference is between spider veins and varicose veins? I was just going to say, what's a spider vein and what's a varicose <laughs> well, vein? Can we start there? Spider veins are little networks, exactly what they look like, spiders. Um, varicose veins yeah. are, 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 are veins that are a little larger and bulgy um, and torturous veins. Mm-hmm. Um, they do connect to the main trunks of the vein. So the two main veins in your leg are the great saphenous veins, which runs medial through your thigh down to your ankle. And there's a vein mm-hmm. at the back of your calf, which is a small saphenous veins. Usually if you've got varicose vein disease, um, these main trunks uh, are not functioning normally. Um, and then you see some people with bulgy, big ropey looking veins. They're usually attached mm-hmm. or associated to those main trunks. Right. Is there any complications, like medical complications involved in these kind of conditions or is it pretty much just a cosmetic thing like visually we don't like looking at them? Um, look there's there there is medical complications because they can thrombose and they can what we refer mm-hmm. to a phlebitis um, and if left untreated uh, they tend to worsen over time like I said earlier and, and they progress the risk uh, of DVT um, may also be some you know heaviness ache and pain um, mm-hmm. but they can lead to ulceration and um, leg skin changes. So that's that's probably, oh, wow. yeah, I've seen a lot of patients come through the clinic where, um, you know, you know, they've walked in with, uh, you know, big holes in their legs, which is an ulcer. Um, wow. So in, in severe cases, yes, there, there can be many, many medical complications and, and it all depends on the med- person's medical history. Yep, yep. So the spider veins are more cosmetic and on the surface and something we don't like to see and then varicose veins are the ones that are maybe a little bit more sinister, I guess? Yeah, I mean, sometimes spider veins do have a reticular network or some sort of association yep. to a larger vein, what we refer to as a reticular mm-hmm. vein, and that may be the actual feeding vein or the cause to that um, spider vein or that area of concern. And, and speaking of treatment, what can you do about spider veins and what can you do about varicose veins? If people are noticing them now when they're you know, maybe in their 20s or 30s, what kind of um, treatments can they look at having done to eliminate the appearance of them? Um, There are multiple treatments. And again, this depends on what the patient needs done. So Mm -hmm. vein solutions itself um, also provides a special technique, which is used. um, Basically, what the doctors do is inject the vein with uh, a special solution, which uh, is sclerotherapy Mm -hmm. type technique using ultrasound guidance. They mark the veins out and they remove them with uh, little forceps. And what kind of costs would people be looking for the different types of treatments? Is it quite expensive? Um, again, this depends, again, what you actually need and, yeah, how extensive how extensive the disease is. So it could cost anywhere from, you know, a couple hundred dollars to a couple thousand dollars, but it is medical rebate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do get a rebate. Oh, okay. Have you found that the treatments have changed a lot over the years? Because I remember back in the day when I was really young, my mum went and had her veins stripped and I don't even know what that means, but like that's what she went and had done 
a long time ago, probably would have been 20 years ago now. Um, is that something that they still do or do you even know what that is? Uh, so what they're referring to is they've, um, they surgically basically tie off the component or the junction where the vein actually arises from. There are basically uh, okay. six main treatments that are available for, veins tre- for varicose veins and, and one of them was stripping. So it is a thing of the past, mm-hmm. but the treatments available now um, are basically an armory to treat almost any presentation. And most patients mm-hmm. require a combination of several treatments to achieve the best possible results. Well, and it makes me feel a lot better knowing that there is options for me because if they do arise at some point, I know that I can um, get rid of them. Um, I wanted to ask, are there any um, professions that are more prone to getting um, spider veins or varicose veins, like nurses who might be standing you know, all night on a night shift or something like that? Do you see people presenting from certain backgrounds that seem to, you know, present this concern more? Look, I suppose going back to the genetic factors, um, if you're genetically prone to to have the weakness and you're a nurse, yeah, most likely standing will aggravate that. Uh, Do you recommend wearing the the compression tights? Yes, definitely. Um, Most... Well, all of our patients that have treatment wear compression stockings uh, post-treatment. Compression stockings, if you do have the genetic weakness and you're prone to having varicose veins or you do have varicose veins, compression, it really helps. I wear compression to work every day. Do you? I I don't have varicose veins, but uh, I wear, because I'm on my feet all day, it really helps. Just I wear knee-height compressions. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you recommend wearing them on flights? Because I know that uh, Hannah's probably more familiar with her, you know, ankles and stuff swelling on flights because she travels more than well, me. Yeah. Yes, there's evidence that, um, yeah, compression stockings do help during flights. I always yeah. wear compression when whenever I fly. Obviously, it's a long-haul flight. Yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah. Yeah. If someone has um, spider veins or they're just starting to see them come up and they're wanting to have those treated with something like sclerotherapy, what does the downtime look like for... Um, you know, a relatively, it's it's invasive, but it's not like a surgery. What kind of downtime are they looking at? Look, depending again on what the treatment the patient will have, um, very little downtime. Most patients will can return to normal activity shortly after the treatment. Basically, no mm-hmm. heavy physical lifting exercise or anything like that. Like you wouldn't run a marathon after a treatment, but um, mm-hmm. like you can return to normal duties the next, you know, the same day really. Great. Well, thank you for joining us, Goran. That was great. I'm sure that people that are also worried about getting varicose veins like me will feel a little bit better. Yes, we get a lot of questions about it. We do, don't we? We do. We get heaps of questions, especially about spider veins. I think it's that um, cosmetic appearance. It was so funny because just before you booked this interview into my calendar, I got a message on my Instagram saying, please, please, please talk about varicose veins. Yeah. I get it all the time, like just random DMs, like, please talk about spider veins. But for anyone who can't go and have this procedure done right now, um, Vita Liberata Body Blur oh, is that's a really an absolute good one. game changer for hiding veins. I've got a few on the backs of my legs, just um, little superficial ones, and that covers them. And I made my mum also wear it on my brother's wedding day um, on her legs because she wanted to wear stockings. And I was like, hell no, you are not wearing stockings with open-toed shoes. <laughs> so um, she she wore the body blur and Bear and in mind, if you, do, if you do have a function or anything like that, bear in mind there is, a, you know, obviously a little bit of downtime. So um, you'd, you'd want to time it 
time it well yeah. <laughs> so you don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. And for those that don't know, body blur is a body makeup and it blurs imperfections. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I was going to ask you that. Lauren, <laughs> <laughs> we can send you some if you'd like some. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well try. Why not? <laughs> well, thank you for joining us, Goran. That was great. Thank you for having us. Thank you. So what is your product you didn't know you needed, Hannah? So the product I didn't know I needed. Now, yesterday I, um, I've i been teasing on my own Instagram that I'm going to box dye my hair for You have YouTube. been teasing. And it's so funny because I've been getting quite a lot of messages from people saying they are too scared to do it on their own and they want to mm-hmm. see someone else do it first. So yep. basically Hannah's the guinea pig and I'm more than happy to be because um, it's part of a series that we're doing on YouTube called Beauty Risk Takers. And actually mm-hmm. I dialed in Alex, the girl that I've done another video with, we dialed her in on FaceTime. She's dyeing her hair orange at home. Oh, which, okay. <laughs> which is a bit too out there for me. I went with I went with light ash brown. So yeah. uh, when isolation kind of started, we started stocking L'Oreal Paris hair dyes, which mm-hmm. um, we didn't stock before. And I've been box dyeing my my hair well before this, so it's not yeah. like I'm I'm not doing this to spruik anything. I always have mm-hmm. done this. So I used uh, the L'Oreal Paris Excellence Permanent Hair Color. So there's two different. There's the permanent and then there's the casting cream. The casting cream's semi-permanent, so it'll yeah. last 28 washes. It won't have 100% gray coverage. So if you've got some grays. By the way, L'Oreal, I think, think I have gray hair because they keep sending <laughs> me like, they sent me, they sent me like this root touch-up. <laughs> And I was like, do you think I'm fully grey? I'm actually not grey. <laughs> and they sent me like four packets of the permanent hair. Color, oh, wow. Yeah, it gives like 100% grey coverage. So anyway, um, I use the Light Ash Brown, which is 6.1. And my only comment is, so I filmed it yesterday. The only comment is I have really, really thick hair and it's grown quite long in the last few months. I probably should have used two packets, which is probably what I would do next time. The colour is beautiful. It looks really good. Yeah. But if you've got like normal normal not not super thick hair if you've got quite normal hair you'd only need one yeah. packet if you sure. had like my my thickness I, I'd probably use two just because of my hair length because it's gotten really long um but if my hair was shorter I'd only use the one packet because my hair's yeah quite fine. look to be honest I'm actually really I'm really happy with the coverage I think it looks yeah. really good um I'm obviously not like the best hair dyer like I'm not a professional <laughs> hair dyer so I did my best um, but my hair's really soft. It's like there's no dryness. I thought because my hair's frizzy, it would feel like a little bit straw-like, but it's completely yeah, fine. Yeah, it looks super glossy. Yeah. The only thing that I'll mm. say to people is when you're choosing a hair dye, go with a lighter color first, see how you like it, and then move up to the next shade. Yeah. So basically the shades, the L'Oreal per- Paris Excellence Permanent Colors go from, I think, one is black, Ooh. and then you go up to yeah. 10, which is which is the same as hairdressers, so 10 yeah. is the lightest colour. Yeah. And then the point one is ashy and then as you go up to like point six, it becomes more red. Yeah. So what did you – what was yours again? So mine was 6.1. Okay. Um, and I like – because I like an ashier colour. Yeah. It's not as ashy – as another color that I've tried, it's mm-hmm. got a tiny. You've, you saw the color. It's like it's like a. Li- it's got a tiny bit of warmth in it, but it's really a, it's a really nice color. Yeah, my hair. If you see the before and after, it's given it like just a pop. It's yeah, looking, I'm like ready. I'm ready to date, even though I can't. But. <laughs> 
I did put it on my gram because I'm like <laughs> you're proving that you can. <laughs> yeah, you can you can do you can do voice dates. Um and I actually think the price is how much is it to dye your hair at because I think the last time I dyed my hair at the hairdresser it was like a hundred dollars. Uh it depends what hairdresser you go to. <laughs> but it could be, yeah, it you could end up walking out of a, a salon and paying 350 bucks or more. Yeah. So I think if you have brown hair with greys, I this is it's twenty two dollars seventy five. Mm-hmm. So if you can't afford to go to the hairdresser what every four to six weeks, yeah, this is a great, great option for you. Um, particularly now as where yeah. if you're if you're more reticent to like go outside and go yeah. to and go and see a hairdresser. I know I know you can still see a hairdresser, but yeah. dyeing your hair takes a lot longer than just like a quick trim. Yeah, exactly. If you've seen my hair, you know I've got dark brown hair and I actually did the light ash brown. Yeah. So start with a lighter color and then if that's not dark enough next time do like say a medium brown. Yeah. But yeah. Um, it'll be on YouTube this week. So when this episode comes out on Monday, head to Adore Beauty on YouTube and you will see my whole hair dye experience. <laughs> Joe, what is your product this week? My product that I didn't know I needed, which I actually didn't know I need until someone told me I needed it, is the Elemental Herbology Cell Nourish Serum. Um, so Amelia Singson told me about this product because it used to be at Mecca and it's now at a door and she saw that it was on the website and messaged me and she was like, oh my God, you need to try this serum. I was obsessed with it back in the day. I didn't even know this launched by the way. Yeah, neither did, did I. You? No, I didn't either. How and then we usually know. I know. Yeah. So this serum is like a really hydrating, protective. It's like they say it's like a green smoothie for the skin. And I think they're pretty on the money with that. It's like packed with proteins and vitamins and antioxidants. It's got kombucha in it. Ah. Um, so apparently that's meant to um, like smooth and enhance radiance. Um, it's got coenzyme Q10, which is awesome for protecting against environmental aggressors and green tea is an antioxidant. So that also helps to lock out any like external irritants and things like that. It smells, the first ingredient is rose water. So it has a quite a strong fragrance, but it smells beautiful. And I've been trying this new serum, which I can't tell you about yet because it hasn't been released, but it reminds me of a public pool. And so I put that one on first and then I put this one on and it just counteracts the smell of the other one because I really like the other one, but it just, I don't like the smell of it. So putting this on top of it just completely gets rid of that other smell and all I smell is roses. Um, So yeah, I'm really loving it. It's super hydrating. My skin just feels calm as soon as I put it on. Yeah, it was worth trying. Thanks for the recommendation, Amelia. Um, I was influenced. Yeah, I love that um, Amelia texted you just (laughs) message you just to let you know. Yeah, yeah. She influences me Um, quite a lot. (laughs) By the way, yeah, she influences me too because so Amelia Singson, she's on Instagram. Her skin is hectic. And did you know she's 32? Yeah, so I knew she was in her 30s and I was like, Shut up. Her skin is yeah. so tight and so smooth. I know. Go check her out on the gram. She's got the best skin. It's ridiculous. She does also use a lot of Murad products, which since I she does. Since yeah. I met her, I started using more Murad products. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, I have so many memes. So many. Oh, okay. Fill us in. All right. There was this meme, man. I died. I think I sent it to you. So there's this guy and this girl. I think they whether or not they're 
father and daughter I'm not sure but they're at the airport (laughs) and they're like crying and hugging and it's like oh my god it's you and then the thing is me finally meeting the guys I've been flirting with on dating apps for the past (laughs) six months in quarantine how weird is it gonna be though like all the people coming out of quarantine oh my god are they gonna propose on the first date uh well I have no idea what's gonna happen I'm like (laughs) I I assume I assume there's gonna be a lot of babies born nine months later um oh yeah the day the bars open, I reckon nine months later, there's going to be a lot of quarantine. Are they going to call them? They're going to call them quarantinis. Like that's the, the generation is called quarantinis. Should be Gen Q. Gen Q. That's a good one. Okay, here's another yeah. one. Millennial culture is texting someone to let them know you're going to call them so they can mentally prepare for the eventual phone call. So true. Oh my god, that's so me. I hate phone calls. I actually hate phone calls. Like if I've got a call oh with doctor or something. I'd rather send an email. Like I put off making appointments over the phone. Joe, I've just sent you one on Insta. Can you have a look at this yeah. and then read it out? Yeah. It's, I'm dead. Yeah. I'm, Hang on. I'm dead. Like I look at this and I just like, I can't. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's a picture. Of, <laughs> it's a picture of Joe Exotic on the prison phone. And it says me showing up on house party with the new bangs I gave myself. <laughs> it's got like some weird fringe. <laughs> okay, so That's so good. We'll post that the day that this comes out. Yeah, we'll get Megan to post that on the day that that comes out. That's hilarious. Oh well, that wraps us up for another week. If you've got any great memes, feel free to send them through to us. Please send memes. them through to us because we love to share <laughs> memes on the potty. All right, see you guys. Bye. Thanks everyone for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also, we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated. Bye.